This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 563 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have a great neighbor, someone who's going to look after us in his own way. And I'll let Anthony share that. But we have Anthony Setrangelo, and he is with Henderson, Franklin, Starnes, and Holt. Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me on here, Charlie. Yeah, absolutely thrilled to have you. And, you know, what you provide, and I'm going to keep it a secret till you reveal it here, but it's something, you know, certainly all of our listeners can use and, um, you know, really appreciate, again, you making time to share what's going on in your world and how you might be able to help some folks out there. So go ahead. Tell us about, I guess, number one, the firm Henderson, Franklin, Starnes and Holt, and then your specialty. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So um, I joined Henderson, Franklin, Starnes and Holt um, a few years ago. I had my own law firm uh, before then, and I made the transition over to a little bit of a bigger firm. And it has been amazing. Uh, You know, Henderson Franklin is going on in a couple of years, 100 years of being in business, practicing over here. And uh, we're pretty well known in the area. And I'd like to say that uh, we're all about where tradition meets the future. And, um, you know, specifically what I practice is wills, trusts, estates, and probate. And so, you know, it sounds a little bit like a morbid type of practice to have as an attorney. Um, And sometimes it can be, but I find that everybody is very grateful to meet with me. Um, You know, when you hear lawyer, a lot of times people are kind of like shell-shocked or scared and they don't want to meet with you. But (laughs) in this type of practice, everybody, you know, comes to you for help and it's just a it's a good working environment and I, and I get to help people a lot. And, you know, it's one thing I like to convey is it's never too early to start considering some estate planning, no matter what age you are. Agreed, agreed, agreed. It's amazing how quickly life can go by. And before you know it, you really need your help and I'm sure you're eager to provide it, but probably so much better if it's done ahead of time before an emergency or a life challenge comes up, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. A quick conversation can save thousands of dollars, headaches and heartbreak down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So lots of uh, ways to go in law. You chose, I'm just going to use the estate planning as the bucket here. You know, tell us a little bit about your journey into law and why uh, you chose that niche. Yeah. So, you know, when I was going to law school, um, you know, everybody is so focused up and you probably know from hearing stories, you know, you're one L a year. You got to get through, uh, you know, school. You don't want to get cut in the last like 20% of the kids or whatever the rate is that they, they drop you off at. But after you get through that, it's all where, where are you going to work at and where are you going to get your mentorship at and your internship? And so, um, you know, actually, it's a funny story. I actually got it on Craigslist when Craigslist was uh, big back in the day. I put an ad out. Like I, I responded to one. They were looking for <laughs> like a legal, uh, you know, clerk or an associate to come in and just handle some stuff for a new firm. And uh-huh. I, I got my foot in the door and I was like, oh, great. I've got an internship. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And it turned out to be really good. And I got a lot of work experience from it. And what I was practicing a lot was, um, you know, watching what the lawyers were doing was helping them with their wills, trusts, um, power of attorneys, living wills, healthcare surrogates. And, you know, you kind of start feeling confident about it, seeing it so much and helping them draft it and, and how it works. And, I stayed there until I graduated and eventually got hired there and then became a partner over there and did very well. And, you know, by the time you got, I got to that point, it was like, I had to love it. (laughs) So 
Um, <laughs> you know, at, at first doing probates, I don't know if, if you know much about it, but when someone passes away with assets that are not either paid out directly through like a checking account to a direct beneficiary or placed inside a revocable trust, it will end up going to probate court and you have to get a judge's orders to get the funds released. Um, and so a lot of times you have a widow that comes in grieving, she doesn't have access to her money and she has to pay the bills. And so right. it's a very morbid process at first. You know, they're coming to you for counseling and also they're telling you about the debt and everything like that. And at first I didn't like that because I, I don't even, I don't really like acknowledging, you know, our mortality, just forget law. Like that's just me as a person. And then I kind of fell into that every day. And so I was facing it every day and seeing how much I was helping these people. I, I, I grew to love it. Uh, really, I, I do um, until this day. So I kind of fell into it and then began, uh, you know, falling in love with the practice. And I've stayed, um, you know, learning more and more. I just got accepted into Georgetown Law. <clears throat> and it's the, it's an executive program online where I'm just furthering my education with my mastery right now. So that's how much I love it. <laughs> wow. That's, that's impressive. But, you know, you, you make a good point. I don't think anyone ever was born on this earth just like loving a certain thing or profession or career. I, I think it's like what you went through. You know, it's like, wow, this is something and, and there are parts challenging, but you, you kind of you lean into it, you dig into it. And then before you know it, it's like, yeah, this is something that that you really, really love. And that's that's great. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And my, another analogy to that is um, in high school, you know, I wanted to be a football player so bad, be, you know, be the cool guy, one of the cool guys. But <laughs> I'm five seven on a good day. So, you know, I, I learned how to kick really well. And I was like, but I wanted to be the quarterback. But, I, you know, I grew to love what I could do, what I was good at. So. <laughs> <laughs> you find a way, right? That's it. Uh, that's awesome. Wow. How about when it comes to myths or misconceptions in your world, whether it be estate planning or other, you know, what do you, what do you hear that you can maybe educate our audience on? Okay. Yeah. So some really good tips actually, um, you know, for everybody out there, um, most, a lot of people come in thinking that they're not going to have any issues down the road with probate court because they have a will done. Um, they're like, I, you know, I had a last will and testament, Drop mm-hmm. by an attorney, it was witnessed, notarized, executed correctly. I'm fine. I'm not going to go through probate. In Florida, um, the will still goes through probate court. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to avoid probate court. Really, the way to do it, um, it, you know, there's many ways to do it. But for a simple estate, the best way to do it is to check all of your accounts, um, whether they're investment accounts, check-ins accounts, savings accounts, money market accounts, make sure there's a direct beneficiary placed on there that obviously that you want um, to inherit the money because that will supersede whatever your will says. So what I like to do a lot of times when people don't want to do a trust and they just want to do a will is have your account beneficiaries match what your will is saying. That way, in case any account is missed and it does have to go through probate court, at least it's it's going to have the same beneficiaries as you intended. But for a lot of people that let's just say they have, um, you know, three simple bank accounts with a hundred thousand in each one of them, two children, they put 50, 50 beneficiaries um, on each of those accounts. And that's also in the will. Well, that will is not going to have to be probated fully with a, with a probate attorney. 
just didn't get distributed to them directly and they circumvent probate court. So that's one uh, misconception that I think a lot of people don't understand right away. But if you could just remember that simple concept, it helps out a lot. Um, and the other thing is people think they don't need to do estate planning until they're in their, you know, seventies and eighties and then they yeah. come in and do it. Um, but you know, you, for younger couples out there, you know, God forbid something happened to them both. You need a guardian to take care of your minor children. Your last will and testament takes care of that for you by um, putting who you would want to take care of your children in there. And the judge will look at that as um, what, what the parents intended. So, you know, that can help stop a battle in the family for who's going to take care of the, of the, maybe the grandchildren, you know, or whoever it may be that's looking to take care mm-hmm. of them. Um, and, and the will takes care of that. So a lot of times, you know, that's couples in their 20s and 30s that need to take care of that already. Right. Um, and then, you know, another situation is the power of attorney is is something that needs to be done as well. Because if you become incapacitated from a car accident, even if it's just for a few months and you can't make financial decisions as you're in that state, um, whoever you elect as your agent can step in to help pay your bills, pay your taxes, take care of your estate and not let it go into rot until you recover. Um, so there's a lot of situations that I think a lot of people don't think about out there that apply to them no matter what age you are. Yeah. And again, emphasizing the fact that, you know, all the ins and outs and situations that might occur. The average Joe or Charlie, in my case, doesn't. I don't spend my life going through the, you know, signing up for another highfalutin law course like you or, or degree or whatnot. Uh, so, uh, You're better off. <laughs> I am better off. <laughs> oh man that's great thanks for sharing that how about uh, uh, speaking of of uh you know extra going the extra mile and this probably applies to anthony after hours and a big part of it is now you're back in school but you know besides that what are you doing for fun oh man um well i just had a baby about two days ago so <laughs> seriously yeah seriously oh. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. So we're like out of the hospital for like a day and a half now. And I also have a, another one and a half year old too. So I have a house full of kids. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I guess my hobby is taking care of them and hanging out with them. Yeah. That says it all right there. Yeah. Wow. And how's your wife doing? She's doing very well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, she's great. She's in the living yeah. room now. She's probably hearing us, but. <laughs> I try fishing whenever I can. That's my hobby. <laughs> well, soon enough, you'll have uh, two kids to bring along. Maybe, who knows, three or four by then. Yeah, you're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. How about when it comes to hardship, life challenge, Anthony? What comes to mind here at a time that you got through the other side uh, and you can now say, hey, it was actually a good thing. I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Oh, man. I can. Um... I can think of two situations. Well, one of them was um, in in high school. I'm going to go step away from law for a minute. In, in high school, you know, when I was playing um, football, I was doing really well, and I was starting to get a lot of um, scholarship offers. And I also played on the soccer team. And during that one of my games, my uh, my patella came out of my leg from a bad hit. I was playing defense. Oh. 
And I mean, it came out like the whole kneecap, like was gone. Like it was just hanging out of my leg. And oh man. I, yeah. Something out of like a Halloween movie. Um, and, you know, my best friend's dad was, a, is an orthopedic surgeon and he ran out of the stands and straightened my leg out and wow. cracked it right in and like front of the whole stadium. And <laughs> my let out was insane. Um, <laughs> oh. But, you know, at that point, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, football season's in a few months. Like, this is it for me. It's over. But I ended up going to rehab, um, and it was tedious to get ready to play football. And actually ended up doing really well and was third-team All-State and then ended up going to college. But just mentally going through that, like, I was just – at first not in a good place. I was like, oh, man, you know, what am I going to do? It's over. You know, and then all that rehab and then going to class and – I got through that and then made it to college and it was awesome. Yeah. And then it happened again. A linebacker jumped on my back in college and my knee fully came out. And I was like, well, this is it. I just have to pack it up. Oh my there, was no, there was no doctor around to do it, to come help me. It was in a garage. So I placed the knee back in myself. Oh. <laughs> Redid the process, but then played another three years after that. But. You know, I think wow. it's a story I really never told anybody, but oh. how is that old trick knee doing now? Uh, yeah, it's good now. It just go. It, it gets through pickleball very well. So <laughs> there you go. Oh man, that is crazy. Now, did you have to go through surgery or anything, or, or did the reset do the job? Now, so it so it, it initially it swells up like a watermelon. Yeah. Right. Right after, and they and they come out with these huge needles and drain all the blood out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Race for a few months, and then it's like state of the art rehab. At least it was in college. Infrared, freezing, like cold pools. You name yeah. it. Yeah. No surgery. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and the firm, what would that be? Um. You know, I one thing I want everybody to know out there about Henderson Franklin is we are a community-based law firm. We're always here to help everybody. Um, w- while we are one of the biggest in Southwest Florida, we still give you that. Uh, we still give you that hometown feel, and um, you know, don't be shy to come in for a consultation to talk about anything. Um, we're here to help plan and to. Uh, make sure that we take care of any issues that you have going on. And a, a lot of people know us as an insurance firm, but really we, we cover everything uh, except for criminal law. We do, you know, family law, uh, real estate, closings, divorces, um, <clears throat> you know, workers' comp, um, patent law, trademark. So we handle it all. And I think a lot of people in the community don't don't understand that. But and obviously not funny, so. <laughs> And how great is that, you know, because I'm sure when you're doing the estate planning, uh, you run into things to have someone in-house who can help out with the plan and or as you grow with the, you know, your clients grow with you, they get into other things like opening businesses and things like that. That Yeah, yeah. You nailed it, Charlie. Actually, that's one of the reasons um, that, that I made the move over to Henderson Franklin is because... You know, there's so many times you're doing an estate and somebody comes in and they, they own a franchise, right? They own a McDonald's or they, um, they're going on Shark Tank, right? And they have this cool patent they want to do and lock it up before they go on. And these are things that I can't do myself. And I'm always calling attorneys around town to refer it out or to get some advice on. And, 
you know, here you don't have to do that. It's just a click yeah. of the of a button with the phone. So that is priceless. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Anthony, I know we have listeners who want to learn more. What's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, you know, just it, my emails on a. On my biography online at henlaw.com, uh, I, I always answer pretty quickly. Uh, so that's one way to get to me directly or just to call my number on there if you just want to chat or pick my brain. So I'm always happy to help. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, this has been uh, a lot of fun and I really appreciate you sharing. And, uh, you know, stay strong in that pickleball court, man. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> hey, All right. Wish you best of luck there. All right. You too. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.